Charting Toward Intimacy covers mature topics. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to share this series of episodes with you. We are going through all the seasons of life and NFP use or fertility awareness use in those seasons. So today we are starting with charting during adolescence. We're going to be going through charting uh, during postpartum, charting when you're newlywed, charting during perimenopause. We're going to be going through all of the seasons um, of life. And so we're starting here with adolescence. Um, obviously, this isn't an NFP use type uh, episode, but we're going to be talking about charting during this season um, because this is a season I really encourage charting during. Um, and so with without further ado... Hey there, welcome to Charting Toward Intimacy, where we're expanding the natural family planning conversation. I'm your host, Ellen Holloway. All right, everyone, we are welcoming Hannah Cox to the podcast today. Um, Hannah is going to be sharing with us some um, ideas and tips and tricks um, and reasons why um, for charting during kind of the adolescent phase of life. Um, or kind of the adolescent phase of your cycle. Um, and so this is part of the larger series that we have um, of charting and using NFP during different seasons of life. Um, in this podcast episode, we're going to be using the terms charting and fertility awareness because NFP does not apply um, because this is charting during a season when you're definitely not married. Well, I hope not. That's like really, really young. Um <laughs> And so, uh, yeah, so normally on the podcast, we use the term NFP, um, but we're going to be using fertility awareness and charting, um, because that is what applies, uh, to this season of life. NFP, as we define it on this podcast is the use of a fertility awareness based method alongside prayer and discernment with your spouse. So therefore that's the reason why it's not really applicable to this particular season of life. Anyway, all that to say, welcome Hannah. Thank you. Um, Hannah, could you start by just telling us a little bit about yourself? Yes. Um, my name is Hannah Cox. I live in central Nebraska with my husband and our five kids. And, um, I grew up probably like most women, not really understanding much about my cycle, not learning a whole lot in school about it other than how to prevent it. I just remember in sex ed, this huge list of birth control options and, that's really was kind of the, um, the priority for what they were teaching us back then. Yeah. My mom didn't talk a whole lot about it. Um, she gave me this book to read about the birds and the bees and it was kind of awkward. I read it and she asked if I had questions and no, no, I didn't have questions because I didn't oh, want man. to talk about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I really didn't know anything about my cycle or charting until after I was married. Um, I was actually pregnant with my third before I heard about it from a friend and I was really fascinated and I got online and just started um, researching on my own about cycle charting. And it was so amazing to me. It seemed so common sense, especially I was looking at um, the medical part of it, all the medical mm. applications for healing your body and healing your cycle. My friend was actually going through that. Um, they were going through infertility. I just became so fascinated by it. I immediately just felt this call to teach it. So I've been trained in the Creighton model and 
after teaching so many couples, especially couples struggling with infertility, the one thing that always came up was why, why didn't I know about this when I was younger? Why don't they teach this in school? I feel like this is something every girl should learn. And so that kind of led me to, yeah, I do think girls should learn this. (laughs) And I have three daughters of my own and I've just learned so much about myself and my body and I've come to appreciate my fertility and my cycle so much just through charting. And I really want that for my girls. So I went through the femme and teen femme program to become an instructor for that also a couple of years ago. So now I'm teaching teen femme to girls and I've made an, a course all online to make it more convenient for people. Um, but that's kind of where I'm at right now. That's fantastic. And so one of the things um, that I think you really talk about is, is like having moms and daughters um, learn together and, um, and like, like working on this together. Um, Cause like one of the things you mentioned is like your mom didn't really talk to you about it. She just handed you a book and then it was really, really awkward. And I had a very similar situation too. My mom didn't really talk to me about it. And so then I didn't want to talk to my mom about it. Um, and so I, I just, want to highlight that. Cause I think it's so important, um, for moms and daughters to, you know, have this conversation together, um, so that uh, particularly the daughters are comfortable then coming to mom and saying, Hey, I do have some questions or I feel like something's a little bit off or, you know, something like that. Yeah, you're exactly right. And that's what I encourage moms to go through it, the program with their daughter. And so, that mom becomes the guide um, through those teen years and through puberty and all these changes. And I was the same way. I didn't want to go to my mom because she was obviously kind of embarrassed to talk about it. And it's daunting. My oldest daughter is eight. She's almost nine, but she's, I can see she's starting. She starts needing to wear a bra. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got some BO going on. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I've used, tried to use that as kind of a starting point to saying, this is, these are some of the changes that are starting to happen. And, um, we've just started kind of talking about periods lately and her thought her first, um, first thing she said, well, well, that's gross. I don't really want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, um, the conversation has started. So, That's fantastic. Um, And she's eight. How fabulous that the conversation has started and it started in an age appropriate way, right? It's like, it's not like you've started telling her about, you know, the Creighton model and the, or femme and like how to chart and to avoid (laughs) pregnancy. Like she doesn't need to know that right now. Um, but you know, helping her, uh, be prepared, feel more confident for the changes that are coming. And I mean, I don't think there's a single woman out there whose first thought wasn't, Ooh, that's gross. I don't want to do that. Like, when they <laughs> complain about periods, I, I also, I was like, I don't want to do that. Can I avoid that? And, you know, and, and so then that's where our culture comes in with like, Oh yeah, you can, you can just skip it. Um, but we all know that that's not a healthy thing to do. Um, we do mm-hmm. want to have our cycle. We do want to have a period. Um, and we want to have a true period, not a breakthrough bleeding. Um, 
but, uh, yeah, to, to be able to walk into that season of life, walk into the season of adolescence, um, and starting your starting cycling with the knowledge that this is normal, this is healthy, this is good. Um, and, and being prepared with the tools to be able to, um, you know, start some initial charting type things and, and we'll get into this. I'm starting to to go off on a bit of a tangent, but, um, but let's first just kind of define what we're talking about when we mean adolescence, because I think there's sort of two, um, two things that might come to mind, you know, adolescence in the, in the terms of like, oh, you know, someone who's like 10 to 13 years old, um, Mm or, or like maybe nine to 13 or something like that. So we're not really talking about age per se on this podcast episode. We're more talking about the, the period of time when, um, a young woman or kind of girl, you know, whatever, whatever you want to call them at that age, um, gets her first period, gets her first cycle. Um, and, and that period of time that it takes for that cycle to regulate, um, it is very normal for the first several years of cycling to be totally out of whack. Um, and, and that is something that I think as a culture, we don't know very much. Um, yeah, which is really unfortunate. <laughs> yes. Do you want to speak to that? I feel like you're like, yeah, I've had so many moms reach out and just asking well, what's normal at this age. You know, when should she start? I've had moms say, well, my daughter's 16 and she hasn't started yet. I've had other moms tell me I should go, see, we should go see a doctor because this isn't normal. Um, but I was able to tell her, you know, this, women, girls can start as old as 16 and looking at what other things have started to happen in puberty, it it starts with, you know, breast developing and then pubic hair. And then you start, you know, having the BO and, um, acne and some of this other stuff. If she's got signs that the other uh, puberty has started, then you should, it's kind of a timeline there for when her period should start. And then sure enough, her period started at 16 and everything's okay. But, but yeah, those first few years after your first period, girls cycles are not going to be normal and, um, it's okay. It's, it's, your body is just starting to communicate your brain and your ovaries are starting to communicate and it takes a little time. So no, you don't need to go to the doctor. Don't need to, you know, take their recommendations to get on birth control to regulate anything. You know, that's the last thing we need to do. Um, usually, you know, girls just need time for things to regulate and right. just it's, knowing that can ease everyone's mind. It's your body, you know, learning something completely new. Like think about yes. a baby who learns to walk. Like they don't just stand up one day and start walking. Um, there's usually kind of this process of kind of pulling themselves up and then, and then they might walk a little bit holding on to something and then they might take their first one step and then they might take three steps in a row, but then they might go back to holding on to everything and walking and not take steps on their own. And, you know, so it's, it's this process of learning and that's the same thing our body is doing. Like a young, a young girl might experience like three cycles in a row that are, you know, maybe about 25 days long. And that's pretty typical. And then, um, all of a sudden she doesn't get a period for like three months. That's okay. Like your body's Uh figuring it out and it's ebbing and flowing and, um, and you, yeah, 
I think the biggest thing to say is you don't need to get on birth control to regulate yes. your cycles because it's not going <laughs> to regulate your cycles at all. Yes. So it is important for moms to know what's normal, um, to be able to help their daughters through that. You know, at this in the same breath, there are a lot of girls who have cycle issues and hormone issues that do need help. Um, they do need some medical help. So kind of knowing when that irregular cycle is, is too much, or when that cramping is too much, or when the bleeding is too heavy, is really important to know when you need to get your daughter some help. Right. That's such a good point is that, yeah. So we're saying, you know, Oh, all these things are normal, but there are things that aren't normal. Um, can you speak to a couple of those things? Like some of the biggest red flags that might be like something you would want to look into. Um, first of all, with your period, if, if the bleeding is lasting more than seven days, or if it's too heavy, um, I would have to look. There's some guidelines on how heavy is too much, it's especially if you're getting, uh, like if you feel like you're getting dizzy, you're getting headaches during mm-hmm. your period. You know that's probably low, low iron. It's it's just too much. Um, so if the bleeding's too heavy, um, or or if the cramping, if if there's cramping and pain that's really disrupting your normal life, disrupting, you know, what you want to do in your life. That's day to day. That's too much. Or PMS, you know, mood swings and all those symptoms that can happen before your period. Um, if it's more than three days worth before your period starts, that's too much. Mm. Um, and so charting can really help girls to, see what, how their cycle actually is actually get it out on a chart on a piece of paper and see what her cycle looks like. How many days of bleeding do I have? How heavy it is? Is it, do I see signs of ovulation? How long is my luteal phase? And then I always encourage girls to chart their emotions and any symptoms they're feeling on their chart. So they can go back and see, Oh, I really, I had a whole week worth of feeling moody and depressed well, that's probably too much. Yeah. You know, and it, it's, it really, it, it gives the girls a lot of awareness for what's going on in their body. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I wish that I had been taught to chart, um, even just, just some basic fundamentals. Um, yes. when I was, you know, in junior high, high school, um, I don't exactly remember when I got my period, but at, at whatever point that was, um, it just would have been great to be able to, um, see what was going on and even have a little bit of anticipation of like, okay, this is, you know, it's, pro- I'm probably going to get my period next week. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then I can kind of know like, okay, well, you know, I thought maybe I was going to get my period this week, but you know, okay, maybe this is a longer cycle, but if I was charting, um, signs of fertility, then I would know, you know, what was normal, what was not. And so, um, yeah, I just think how empowering for young girls uh, to be able to have that, um, that in their back pocket. So, um, let's talk about what are, we've already kind of mentioned some of them, but what are some of the most difficult aspects of charting during this season? Um, first of all, sometimes, the girls may just not be real interested in it. Um, you know, if their friends aren't doing anything like this and it, it's kind of hard to talk about periods and all this, um, some girls just may not be real interested. And that's where 
mom is really important. Her being aware that, you know, you understanding your body and your cycle and your fertility and how your hormones are changing. This is really important. And I want you to learn this, you know, even if she's just learning the basics, like you talked that, you know, the, how her hormones are changing, that she's going to see mucus, you know, closer to ovulation and that those hormone changes are really going to affect her mood and her energy and all these things. Having a basic understanding of that is so empowering and will really give her a head start in the future. You know, when she's a woman, when she's married, or maybe she's looking for um, a method of avoiding pregnancy, just knowing that option is out there because I really, I didn't, I had no idea, you know, even though I grew up Catholic, I didn't know anything about it. And I really didn't understand why, you know, birth control was bad. Agreed. I have like, yeah, I have like the same exact experience. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. It's terrible. And you know, I think something else that, that can be like difficult about maybe not specifically charting about the season of life, but like difficult about cycling during the season of life is that the you know, our society is so obsessed with quote, regulating your cycle, um, and Mm -hmm. having that like 28 day cycle. And so, um, you know, when a young woman starts and gets her first period and then maybe doesn't get another period for like 45 days or something, um, she immediately thinks that something's wrong. And, um, and, and like any, kind of typical doctor would, would think that would say that. Um, and so I think that's a really difficult aspect of this period of time. Um, just because society doesn't understand that there is this like learning process amount of time for your body to go through and that that's completely normal and it's completely okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And our societies, it's kind of a taboo subject. So you know, if mom's not talking about it, what she, she's going to learn from her friends and the internet and whatever her teacher and, you know, health class tells her. So that's why it's so important for mom and dad to, to just be there and start that conversation so that she can feel comfortable coming to them with questions and, um, really seeing her mom or her parents as her guide and, you know, the one that can really help her through this. Absolutely. I think that's so key. So, um, one of the things that you mentioned is like just young girls, like not being all that interested, um, in charting. And so I wanted to know what are kind of some tips or suggestions that you have, Mm -hmm. um, maybe for moms with, with daughters that aren't super interested in this aspect of their body. Um, and you know, like, how do you, encourage them or, you know, share that information when they want nothing to do with it. (laughs) Yeah. And I should, I should add, you know, it, it can seem the girls at first can think this is kind of weird. I'm not sure I want to do this, but then often once they do start learning about all of this, learning about her cycle and her hormones and actually charting and tracking her own cycle, then it becomes much more relevant to them and much Mm. more interesting because they're suddenly learning so much about themselves. You know, it's not just learning something abstract. They're actually observing their own body and learning 
about their own cycle and their own hormones and mood and all of that. So really just getting them started is Mm. a big part of it, you know, and help her find what her own motivation for charting is. You know, I talk about this with the older, you know, adult women that I teach, but also it's just as important for teens. What is your motivation for charting? Is it, do you want to get medical help for, you know, that heavy bleeding or cramping that you're having, or do you just want to know when your period's going to start each cycle? You know, that's a big thing. Just it's, um, they've actually done studies or I've heard of, I've heard of studies where by the third cycle of charting girls are suddenly like so empowered by like being able to predict when their period starts and then it actually starts when they expect it to. And it's just, it's eye opening and it's empowering for them. And they're suddenly like owning it. Like, yeah, I can do this. This makes sense. And like, I understand myself now. And there's there's just so much confidence that comes with that. I am honestly getting chills with you saying that because I'm thinking back to myself in high school when my period would legitimately surprise me and, and it would be embarrassing if I was in a situation where I Mm -hmm. didn't have the appropriate products that I needed, um, or, you know, had to ask a friend or, you know, something like that, or, or had to like step out of class in the middle of class because I was like, Oh shoot, you know, um, And, but to, had I had the tools at my disposal that I do now, um, to be able to really predict with very high confidence, um, within a couple of days when my period would start, that would have been so incredibly helpful for me as a teen. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I wouldn't have felt so embarrassed about my, my period and my cycle. Um, and yeah, I just would have felt so much more confident, um, in, in having that knowledge and, and being able to predict that. And also you just kind of, I, I feel like sometimes I feel like a total boss when I'm like, I'm pretty sure my period's going to start on Monday and then it starts on Monday. I'm like, yeah, yeah, amazing. <laughs> yeah you're totally right. Uh, one other thing you can do to help your girls is just kind of let them do it at their own pace. You know, some girls want to be super diligent about, you know, making observations and charting, other girls, maybe they want to do it just a little more loosely and um, maybe check once a day or, you know, you know, um, so it's okay. You know, don't push them to the point where they're going to resent it or be tired of it. Kind of let them do it at their own pace. Um, Just introducing them to the charting and so that they can begin to notice their body and understand what's going on. That's, I mean, that's a huge head start for them. Absolutely. Well, I've even heard, um, from, from other, you know, women who kind of work in the same space that you do of just empowering like teens and and young adults Mm -hmm. to chart, um, is, is starting with just period tracking, just starting with that aspect. And then, you know, after a couple of cycles, then taking another step and then saying, okay, well now why don't you chart your mood every day? as well. And then, okay, yeah. well now why don't you, you know, keep an eye on when you're, when you're going to the bathroom and if you see mucus, make a, uh-huh. make a little note, you know, and just like taking those little baby steps. Um, because again, at this point yeah. in their life, it, it's for knowledge. Um, it's not, they're not actively trying to avoid pregnancy. 
Um, and so, you know, they, they don't have to be charting with the diligence um, that, you know, someone who's trying to avoid would yes. need to be charting with. Um, mm-hmm. And so you can take those little baby steps. And so I, I just think that's such a great idea. Yeah, absolutely. Um, any, any other tips or actually a secondary question to this, um, is what kind of tips do you have for moms to like, start the conversation? You already sort of mentioned how you've started it with your daughter, but can you just kind of lay those out for us a little bit? Yeah. Um, I really encourage starting when they're young, you know, even, you know, toddlers just, and one thing you can do just really simply is just don't try so hard to hide your own periods. You know, kids are really curious and if they follow you into the bathroom and they're asking questions, um, it's okay to just explain, yeah, mommy bleeds for a little bit each month and and I'm not hurt, but, and it's normal for mommies Mm -hmm. and it just kind of opens it up as, oh, okay, that's normal. It's okay. And if they ask questions, just answer honestly, you know, my kids, you know, when I was pregnant with my last baby, you know, they're asking questions about, you know, how does the baby get out and about nursing and it's okay to just be kind of honest and use real terms and start to explain some of that. So it's not so strange for them when they get older and start hearing about this. Absolutely. Well, and I think when we, when we straight out use the real terms, then it doesn't become this taboo topic. Um, I think many of us as moms, I I would say like all moms would want their daughters to come to them when they have questions about sex and about their cycles and about things like that. And so if we can start at a young age, just being like, look, this is, yeah, this is a part of life. This is Mm -hmm. something that happens in our life. This is something that we can talk about. This is something you can talk to me about. And I'm happy to talk to you about, obviously we're not going to share like licit details with our (laughs) children, but, um, but yeah, I, I, I love that just, um, being open, um, answering questions, honestly, and not trying to hide your, your charting stuff, you know, leave, leave your thermometer yeah. out on the side table, leave your chart out. If you chart with paper, um, you know, leave your, your monitor out or, you know, whatever, whatever tools you're using for charting. Um, or if you're like me and your two-year-old follows you to the bathroom every day, like, <laughs> and they ask you, why are you looking at the toilet paper? Like, explain, yeah. <laughs> explain why you're looking at the toilet paper. Um, <laughs> And they'll be really interested in it because they're two and everything's interesting. And they'll just say, oh, okay. Oh, that's it. That's a part of life. Yeah. And then, oh my gosh. I mean, what a beautiful uh, thing. If, if a young girl was just to kind of grow up with that, just being a normal part of life. And then when they get to cycling themselves, it's not just this like mind altering, you know, world crushing thing that happens. It's just like, oh. Yeah. Well, the, a mom went through that. So I, now it's my turn. Like, okay, now I get to do it. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Fabulous. Hannah, you have shared so many great, um, just tips and suggestions for, you know, moms and daughters, um, charting. Was there anything else that you wanted to share before we close out this podcast episode? Um, 
Just that um, I did make a guide for anyone who wants to download it. Just it's a guide for just introducing your daughter to her body and to charting. And it goes through the different ages from, you know, what you can do when your daughter's still really young to when she's hitting puberty and even after she's started getting periods. So um, I'll give you, Ellen, this, the link for yeah. that. You can put it below this podcast. Yeah. So that will be in the show notes. And also a link to Hannah's Instagram is going to be in the podcast as well. If you want to, or in the show notes, <laughs> this is the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you want to reach out to her too. So yeah. All right. Well, Hannah, thank you so much for being here. Yes. Thank you. It's been great. Thanks so much for listening. Again, this is the first episode in a huge series that we're doing nine different episodes going through all of the seasons of life. Uh, I'm really excited to share this whole series with you. I've been working on it for like nine months uh, to get this series out for you. Finally, all of the puzzle pieces have come together. Um, next week, get excited for charting as a single woman. Uh, this is going to be a great episode to share with your single friends that you're like, Hey, Hey, you should start charting. Um, it'll be a really great episode for that. So definitely check out next week's episode. Again, if you are not already following us on Instagram, be sure to check us out at charting toward intimacy until next time. <laughs>